2: It is January 3rd, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, the first SmackDown, the first WWE show of the 2020s. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Michael Wiseman. Matt, back from Hawaii. How is uh, Florida treating you?
3: Terrible already, not. Good. (laughs) Good to be back.
2: (laughs) Hawaii's just so nice. I mean, why would you want to be anywhere else?
3: You wouldn't.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely true. Michael, did you have have a good holiday?
0: Dude, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm still getting over this crud that I've been fighting for the last two weeks in the podcast. So um, I went to bed early on New Year's Eve, but, um, you know, saw
2: Star Wars, New Year's Day. Well, that's something. Something. Um, tonight, SmackDown. Matt, Michael and I were talking about this off the air. What do you think when they have moments like this tonight with John Morrison returning, with the Usos returning? Is it better to do it on a show like this that's perfectly average? You know, this is all anyone. Is going to talk about or should they be hoping for a hot show from start to finish and have these surprises be the cherry on top it seemed like these were peaks in a show that was just flat for the most part
3: um i like the surprise element yeah you know i i i honestly do for me it made the show even more watchable than normal yeah well
2: here we are what three weeks away from the royal rumble do you think as many people in our chat room are pointing out it, it would have been better to wait and have these be surprises at the rumble
3: not the Usos I wouldn't have cared any less if they entered the Man. rumble I'll be honest um Morrison yeah that would have been cool, but I think it would it's would have been very predictable too like tonight him showing up was i I'll argue way more unpredictable than him being a rumble at Trent
2: sometimes. yeah and sheamus as well tonight um
3: oh which yeah. is interesting
2: yeah. I would have thought they would held that for the rumble so let's go segment by segment and talk about this with what happened on tonight's show. Um, it was different. I feel like they're settling into a groove. I mean, SmackDown definitely is getting a different identity than raw has a different rhythm, uh, compared to what raw has. And it felt like tonight, uh, yeah, it's not that it was bad. It's just different. Um, Daniel Bryan backstage with the Miz talking about Bray Wyatt, talking about what's happened. Um, Spray, of course, is gonna face off against Daniel at the Royal Rumble. We then opened with a women's uh three-way tag match, Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Matt, would you have believed a year ago the idea that Sasha Banks and Bailey were gonna be heels and Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, <laughs> Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss would be baby faces?
3: crazy good call very crazy i didn't think of it that way but yeah now thinking about it that way that is crazy it is right it really is because Lacey is the quintessential heel um as is the last who's the last one you said uh nikki no, nikki no. Uh, Dana Brooke. The, other the other one
2: uh alexa bliss
3: alexa bliss ultimate heels heel and uh then you have Bailey, the, again, quintessential baby face. You're right. Yeah, it's so polar opposite.
2: I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Michael, what do you make of this tonight? This this uh, promo out there, Bailey and Sasha cutting, and then Lacey coming out, talking about don't talk about my daughter. It's like they were taking a page out of Glow. I felt like this was the Liberty <laughs> Bell kidnapping storyline all over again.
0: Yeah, they've been using this pretty effectively to get Lacey Evans over in her new persona. And again, I'm a huge fan of this real American Lacey Evans. We get to see more of her true personality underneath. And I love that. I feel more connected to her than I did with that kind of deep Southern Belle gimmick. But I think more interesting to me is they let these women open up the show, let them work. I mean, all of these women are very talented, and I like that, right? But they let these teams work together, teams that... I think we're mostly unexpected. I mean, we have Dana Brooke out there um, with Lacey Evans, not something we saw coming. Um, we had just this kind of this really good, I think, you know, three-way tag team match. And more surprisingly, they let Dana Brooke pick up the victory here, which I think made her look like a million bucks next to all these other superstars.
3: It did. It did. It raised her stock immensely. I thought that was, that was, what I was going to add to this.
2: Yeah. It was a hell of a match. Opening up the show uh, like this, thought that uh, there's a lot of ways they can go with this, but clearly they're very high on Lacey and Dana right now.
3: This was was a very, very productive segment, I felt. There was a lot of good business had in this match.
0: Well, and the cool thing about it, too, is it was a good segment that didn't have to do anything fancy. It just Mm kind of kept it to the basics, right? Like, Everybody looked looked good. They told because their own because we're
3: interested in the story. That's yep. all it takes. If you can get us semi interested in the story, you don't have to put the bells and whistles on it.
2: I'm gonna go out on a huge limb here, and I know this is gonna upset some fans. I feel like Bailey and Sasha together is not doing either of them any favors right now because Sasha still is so cool, looks so together comes across as such a confident heel, mm-hmm. Bailey still finding her way. I feel like Bailey makes Sasha, like the the it, it's uh it's not making either of them look better, it's actually making them look worse. It makes Sasha look less cool to have a less confident sidekick and mm-hmm. it makes it shows Bailey's flaws to have Sasha be such a better version of mm-hmm. that badass woman out there.
3: Yeah, she looks like her second. Always always looks like her second.
2: But she's the champ. Bailey's yeah. the Smackdown Women's
0: exactly. Champ.
3: Exactly. Yep.
0: Well, and Sasha, I think you're right, Glenn. Sasha being next to somebody who's uncool is like, that was always the worst thing in school, right? Like, if you think you're badass and you got to hang out with a nerdy kid like me, right? Like, that lowers your stock. And so I, I think it's a, a good observation there. Sasha will be better when they finally break them up and let them go their separate ways.
3: Yeah, but don't you can't you make the argument and make Sasha look even that much better because she's a million miles ahead of Bailey when it comes to being an effective heel?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, but I feel like it's it's uh, bringing her down a little bit. I think if Sasha okay, Sasha versus Lacey and this isn't to take anything away from Dana or Bailey. Sasha versus Lacey right now with Lacey's daughter involved. Lacey is amazing as a face and now she's turned that around with confidence like what Nastys what? no. She is just American badass out there doing her thing. Sasha is amazing. Look at her interactions with Lacey's daughter and all the trash talk she's done with this. Them in a one on one feud, you don't need a title involved in that. You don't need stakes. Mm
3: -mm, No, you're exactly right.
2: It just works, man. And so it's good for Dana that she's hitching her wagon to Lacey's star. But with Bailey, this is the SmackDown women's champion. And here's the difference. And here's the
3: difference. They had her win tonight. Whereas on the opposite side of the spectrum with the two heels, we're talking about, they would not have Bailey go over. They'd have Sasha go over. Yeah. The champ would sit there again. Just,
0: you know, I think the other big difference too, is Sasha has a cool, she's got swagger, right? Like she's got this element of her that feels like she's a little bit untouchable. She's got an entrance. Sasha, Sasha. I mean, minus the
3: fact that she steals my shit, but
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, well, absolutely. I'll I'll (laughs) do respect there. Um, But, but, her her entrance theme by Snoop Dogg. I mean, she's got this certain air of coolness about her that I think yes. fans respect. And I think Bailey, because she doesn't have that, I think it is different than the Dana, um, Lacey Evans dynamic.
3: I just think it adds more to Sasha. I'm, I'm being honest. I, I think yeah. it makes her look light years ahead of Bailey. Whereas there was oh, a time we all used to bunch them together because all four of them were so god dang nasty in that ring. Sure, yeah, yeah. still are. They're still great in the ring, but character wise, very, I feel like very weak right now.
2: And with Bailey, I think her, maybe her breaking up with Sasha, we can get her on a good road to redemption when they turn her face again. But they've got to they've got to go all in whichever direction they're going in right now because they're still not playing her. Like I'm, gonna heal Matt, you've talked about this before. She's not out there dissing the children, and I feel like oh,
3: it's so easy. It's such it's easy, so easy. eat, right? Just to, yeah, I like, yeah, never meant anything. Those hugs I gave you, pa. You know, Sasha's back there scrubbing me down with, you know, hydrogen peroxide and sanitizer <laughs> every single time I do it. You disgusting, you know, animals, you know, it's such an easy promo to cut.
0: Yeah. You know, remember she had that letter she wrote when she was in middle school and she used to always brag about how she was going to, if she come out and ripped that up, like that would be a segment.
3: Is there a way that she can say that? Like, that wasn't true. She lied the whole time. Oh, the yes. All bought it hook line and sinker you she, just, like
0: one of her opponents brings out a teacher like her middle school teacher and she's like this is this was plagiarized right
3: <laughs> i mean this this is off the top of our heads is better right yeah. like yeah. come on creative give her something man make her do this it'd be amazing
2: i mean if they really wanted to burn the bridge if they really but they, i don't know you could ever come back from this Where she's like, Bailey, it's actually, Matt, you've talked about this. I mean, she could go out there and be like, Bailey was a creation. They wanted a female Cena. I saw my opportunity. I did this. Truth is, I don't like kids. I hate children. And just, but you can, she could never come back for that if she really dug in.
3: I think you could. I think in our society today, we love a comeback story.
2: Yeah yeah i mean it's
3: it's a tough you're right though it's a tough promo to come back from but i think over a year you could yeah
2: or she could be like i really discovered it or that's who i was when i was faking it and now i've discovered how to become the person that you all wanted me to be be. that's how you could kind of do it but man it's like with this stuff she's the champion shouldn't be somebody's sidekick
3: no you're right she's no question about it robin to sasha's batman definitely
2: and that's where this is coming from. I want better for, for Bailey. I feel it's just uh this is not doing her any favor.
3: Championship. I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that because Bailey's awesome in the ring, right? She's one of the four oars women, right? And you put a title on any one of those four, you should be solid, you would think. But this is hurting that title, in my opinion, right now.
2: And before the Bailey and Sasha Stan army come after me, I would like to point out that I named on Twitter.
3: Can you explain that to me?
2: Stan, remember the Eminem song? yeah like you're a hardcore you're like kind of a stalker super fan yeah stan
3: oh that what people mean when they say that okay
2: yeah it's sort of derogative but people now i think have owned it i mean we'll talk about you know like i stand so and so i mean well i I said Uh that's like i stand rhea ripley i think she's amazing you know it's the thing it's like you're just super fan um but let me point out with bailey and sasha i said bailey versus sasha takeover brooklyn was my top moment in all of wrestling for the 2010s okay decade
3: wow oh wow that's that's really high praise but that match wow
2: <laughs> dude that's what got me back into this i've talked about this on the podcast before i was not watching any wrestling except for tough enough on a weekly basis <laughs> that's what in- you picked was tough enough <laughs> I, I like – I'm hey. marked for Tough Enough. It's a I, good I, format. It's a good I, show. I love old school Tough Enough. I watch it on the, the network sometimes. Good answer. I, yes. Yeah, I, I will watch uh, Tough Enough. I love the Austin season. I love all Matt. Your season was great. Though I'm still pissed about two women winning your season. That was not – Hey, have
3: they put my season on the network yet? Yes.
2: Is it on there? Yeah. Is I, it on all it? the classic – I
3: Season two? I,
0: season two is on there. I'm like – I'm pretty sure I've watched I'll it I to go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, but – Will they so- change the rules on you at the last second? <laughs> Well, it was supposed to be one man and one woman no, I, winning. I didn't even
3: finish. I went home with an injury. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying they changed the rules on the entire competition. Everyone made a big deal about that, but no offense to Kenny King and Jake, the firefighter. I would have signed Jackie Geta and yeah. Linda Miles over both of them anyway. They were better.
1: Yeah.
3: They really were, especially Linda Miles. Oh, my God. it's a good season. Yeah, Linda uh, was jacked, dude. It could come promos <laughs> for days. She was my favorite person in that house, dude. She's I love so that
0: format, exciting. like that Linda, classic format in the house, like. Linda all that Miles,
3: work. Linda Miles played on the Rutgers freaking women's championship basketball team. Yeah, she's such a stud athlete, and yeah, her dude. promos, dude. In real life, she's the funniest person. She's my favorite friend in that house. She's the best.
0: I like the Austin season too. I just didn't like the crappy Hogan season or whatever. That was the where they lost me.
2: I mean, yeah. the Yeti and Sarah Lee winning. I don't think was the right call, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeti yeti nation it's gonna be a thing still um oh jesus
3: uh back from that how do you transition back yeah good luck
0: speaking of yetis how about bailey
2: yeah bailey so with bailey bailey sasha was my match that's what got me back into this because part of and what big part was women's wrestling it's it's what took women's wrestling to that next level showed it, it wasn't even the main event but it showed it could be
3: the main event easily on any show
2: well, yeah. and the championship comment here I think
0: undermines it, which is is that your champion, in my mind, even if they're a chicken shit heel, right, they should still be the premier person right. for that division. Even when The Miz was yes. WWE champion, he wasn't the best wrestler, but he was out well, there yes. smarming it up, yes. being a
2: jackass, and taking the spotlight on himself.
0: And there was
3: no question he was the man. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And let me say this to to prove my point further, Sami Zayn is a good mouthpiece for Nakamura, but Nakamura still looks cool and still looks like a champ. Yeah. Sammy doesn't have the swagger to upstage Nakamura. Yeah. that's why that's not an issue. They're complementary. They
0: work yeah. together with their skill sets. yeah.
2: yeah. so uh, man, with Bailey, we gotta do something, hard reboot, something just to uh, get this back. So simple.
3: just do it creative. Just have her, you know. Take away her over strengths of the baby face that she was using.
2: So yeah. Simple. I don't get it. And I can't believe they followed that up. This which was a great match, this women's tag match. Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans getting the win. Yeah. Brooke, Dana Brooke pinning Sasha Banks for that pin. Um so. We saw a replay last week of Dolph Ziggler destroying the fruitcake that Otis gave to Mandy Rose, which was, of course, made by Otis's mom. Can you
3: believe that got an actual replay?
2: And then I loved when Mandy goes up to Otis. Oh, I guess you saw that, and he's like, "No, but my mom did." And it's like, dude, it was on TV. They showed a replay tonight, and you're acting like, "Oh, I heard about it." Well,
3: Glenn, as you would say, doesn't it make him more adorable?
2: I think you're misconstruing what makes. Because
3: it his movie. mommy told him.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. Ooh, Uh yeah, no, no. no? Mm,
3: okay. I
2: think the mom thing. Uh, it's tough, mommy. man. Mommy,
3: you got to go yeah. all the way in here. My got... mommy told him. <sighs> that's a weird. Did they character. say mommy.
0: Did they literally say mommy? I that's it was just what mommy. I'm having
3: in my head when I'm oh. watching this entire thing. This little boy who missed the show, apparently, and didn't watch The show TV. that he was
0: on, right? The on. TV show
2: that he was actually
3: on. But Mom Dukes gave him a text message about it, you know?
2: And this, like, further proof that Dolph Ziggler deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for just being willing ever to, to make go with whatever <laughs> shit they throw at him. Yeah. It's like, Dolph destroying the fruitcake. I mean, this guy was a champion. Think about how hot this guy was yes. at various stages in his career. Now he's stomping on fruitcake.
3: I know. It's a shame.
2: Um, The New Day backstage, we had Kofi and Big E with pancakes. The platter spelled out 2020. Because the blue brand hates food, apparently.
0: Who <laughs> does? Yeah. Smackdown. The first, it was the fruitcake getting smashed, and then
2: it was the pancakes getting flipped over. Yeah, <laughs> terrible stuff. Why? It's weird that they pointed out now that the decade's over, Kofi and the Miz tied for holding the most titles in the 2010s, that would have been really good stakes for a match, right? Wait, like, what? Did
3: I miss something? Wait, what?
2: What was it, Michael, how they phrased it? Uh, I thought they
3: said The Miz had
0: the most titles in 2010, other oh, 2010s.
2: He did, <laughs> but then Big E corrected and was like, actually, it was a tie. And then and then you said he was hyping Kofi. And Kofi was oh, like, yeah. oh, I just wanted to make my man feel better because of what he's dealing with. Like, why didn't this stat come out a couple weeks ago? I mean, there could have been a, a story here for somebody to get that extra pickup to, to hold the record. I just think that was a cool detail they uh, slept on.
0: Yeah. They, they, they decided to pick out storylines about fruitcakes as being more worth telling over multiple weeks than telling storylines <laughs> about actual wins and losses.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so this led to a match for Kofi versus The Miz. We'll talk about this. But of course, at the end of this promo, The Miz slapped the, the platter of pancakes out of the hands. Who cares? Stormbrow. I know. Okay, here we go. Elias out with his guitar, <laughs> singing the song about the revival. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's bad comedy and Baron Corbin. Like, so is Elias a baby face
3: now? He was out there. do see. what Elias is. Elias is, um, what's the tag team from Raw that just got called from an Street Profits. There, he is now the Street Profits mm. for SmackDown, huh. where he, his job is now to get over other acts and not himself.
2: Okay. That's
0: interesting.
3: I'll take it. It's stupid though. It well, is.
0: He <laughs> makes people look, he's so good at what he does. He makes them look bad. He doesn't just put them down. Mm-hmm. He made the revival look foolish in that song tonight. Okay. Yeah.
3: So that saw- makes him cooler basically is what you're saying.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, then we saw the revival's complaints about, uh, the miracle on 34th street fight to have in their loss to heavy machinery a few weeks back. Um, What do you make, Matt, of these are are guys that I guess have not renewed their contracts yet. They seem like a perfect fit for AEW. They've had legitimate grievances about treating by like a comedy act, and they present it almost in story like we should. They're they're making comedy about the fact that they're complaining about being a comedy act.
3: Yeah. um, I'm surprised WWE is putting them on TV. I'll be very honest because I don't see them coming back. Yeah. I, I don't. They've had tons of money thrown at them already, correct? And they keep saying no.
2: That is my understanding.
3: Yep. Man, that's, that's exciting as a fan, though. For me, it is, because that hopefully tells us that they're going to AEW.
2: We'll see. Uh, Shorty G out to the ring tonight.
3: Is anything in wrestling serious anymore? Can I just
2: – we just went from comedy <laughs> to comedy to comedy.
0: Well, Shorty G the, said tonight he the, takes the, full the, ownership of his new identity, so he seemed very or,
2: serious about that kid man i know (sighs) i know and shorty g tonight leads us into the perfect segue for the sponsor of this episode rise oversize blue chew.com
3: what did you call it rise oversize
2: rise oversize was what was presented tonight with Shorty G, Michael Cole saying Shorty G is pro- what do you say, Michael? It was a uh, proven rise over size.
3: Yes, rise over size
2: you. was his thing, and
3: social media I shared it. Why can't we go with rise into bigger size?
2: That's even better. I'm gonna send a note to Blue Chew. Rise into bigger size. There you
3: go.
2: Make it happen. It's 2020, Wrestling Inc. Listeners, you know sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange, but sometimes you get the feeling. That you could use some kind of change and that brings us to blue chew every guy remembers the days when he was always always ready to go and let's face it we're not there anymore we're older it's the year 2020 did you ever envision you'd be this far along in your life here you are maybe you got a house maybe you got a wife maybe you still got a long time girlfriend maybe you got a long time boyfriend you got car payments you got a job you got stress you know the get up and go just goes up and leaves more often than not But the good news is now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So it's the stuff that works. None of this, oh, it's herbal. No, I picked it up at the gas station. It's fantastic. No, this is FDA-approved active ingredients the same as Viagra and Cialis. It's the real stuff.
3: Glenn, really quick, not to cut you off. I didn't know it had both of those ingredients in it because those are two different, completely different things, Viagra and Sialis. That's pretty impressive. They give you well, both?
2: No, actually, you could choose. You could choose which one you like more. So, Matt, we've uh, talked about this before. You've talked about some of the uh, side uses, people Cialis, in My, my yes. coach,
3: every before every one of my competitions, I take half a dose before I hit the stage, as do other bodybuilders, um, and do quick bicep curls. And the blood goes right into that area right before you hit the stage. And – um, the silos was what I, he's always used for me, which is called uh, Tadap. Uh, how do you pronounce it? T- Yeah. Yes.
2: Which has Tada right in the name, so it's ta-da. magic for your schwanz. Um, and Matt, you talked about uh, swallowing the pills, taking the pills, uh, you know, with a glass of water. These are chewable with blue chew, so you could take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. You don't have to worry with the pill. It'll say, oh, take it with a meal or before you eat. Right. No chewable and chewable means they work up to twice as fast as a pill they get into the crazy. bloodstream that much faster
3: that's crazy that really is that no. you can do it whether you eat or not that's impressive
2: and it's great about it because as every guy out there knows you don't know when that opportunity is going to arise and the worst thing is it's like hey uh let's pause this right now and uh check back with me in an hour because i'm gonna <laughs> take a pill and then it'll be go time no with this just lower the lights put on put on some some enigma or or, or uh, Charday perhaps. I knew you were
3: gonna say Charday. I knew you were gonna say
2: that. Dude, Charday is the getting down music, man. Yeah, of on.
3: our of our generation. Of our generation.
2: Smooth yeah. operator <laughs> comes on. It's just kind of like yeah. True. And that's Very what you true. think in your head. You think like I'm a smooth operator, listening to smooth operator. It's all good. And then you start singing along in your head. You get you're like no Charday, don't t- don't distract me from this. I have business to tend to. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Uh so with Blue Chew, you're gonna be good to go. It is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, more focus where you need to focus, Bluetooth is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. They are made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Best of all, there's no more awkwardness. No more, oh, hey, doc, uh, while I'm here, let me uh, just uh, talk to you a little bit about some problems I'm having in the bedroom, and distractions. No. Blue Chew makes it easy. Go to their website, subscribe online, FDA approved active ingredients. It's so simple. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our promo code W I N C. You're only going to pay $5 shipping. That's promo code W I N C at B L U E Chew.com to try it free. They're going to send you one of these pouches. In this pouches, you're going to get like five of these bad boys. You're going to have an amazing, amazing, uh, Week, perhaps month, you're going to love it. Bluechew.com, promo code W I N C to try it free. And as we said, you could choose the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. So, uh, Sidonafil or Tadalafil, whichever one you prefer. I actually recommend trying them both, see which one yeah. you, uh, you sort of feel a bit more, as it were.
3: Yeah.
2: Bluechew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc podcast and uh, they're going to be with us through 2020 love having them as a sponsor love the great comments we get about blue chew people sending me i'm not even going to go there because i know where matt's going to go off i'm just say people send me direct messages all the time or tweets thanking me for introducing them
3: to blue chew all jokes aside i'm yet to hear a single solitary human being diss it or say hey this did not work i'm yet to hear it Rise
2: Oversize 2020, make it happen with BlueChew.com, promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. So, Chad Gable went out there tonight, and of course, uh, in his one-on-one match against Dash Wilder, these guys are putting on a clinic, doing what they do. Some of the best wrestlers in the business, seeing them on a one-on-one match was fantastic. But then, of course, after Shorty G gets that win, Dawson immediately hits the ring, and they start beating down Shorty G. And then Seamus's music hits, he comes out and makes the save. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Do do you think that now Seamus and Shorty G become a tag? Shorty G and the fella.
2: Sounds like a terrible 70s (laughs) sitcom.
3: (laughs) That was pretty good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but Shorty G and Ali is always where my heart will be. Because I think that's just a much better name.
3: Ali and Shorty G. What do we know? Shorty G and Ali? Shorty G and Ali.
2: It's perfect. It rhymes. Yeah,
0: remember Shorty when Ali the- said he was going to step out of the shadows in 2020? Where is he tonight?
3: Hey, it's only been one week. <laughs> his
0: buddy got beat up tonight. I'm just saying.
3: leave him alone. He's he's making his way out.
0: I want to give a quick shout out in the chat room. Dorian Spradley Oh yeah, did give us a quick donation um, during that Blue Chew uh, segment a minute ago. So thank you, Dorian, for the uh, donation here to of the Super how Chat. Does, how does that work? Explain that to me. So, so, so if you yeah, go ahead, no, oh, Matt, okay. Or, I'm uh, happy to um If Michael. you give us a, a few bucks here on the Wrestling Geek channel on the YouTube, if you're in the live chat, all you got to do is be signed in. There's a little uh, icon right there at the bottom of the live chat where you send in your message. It looks like a little dollar sign. Click on that, and you can donate whatever amount. Um, and if you do, it pops up for us here uh, watching or leading the show, and you can ask us a question that we are likely to
3: read on the air. Where are we spending this money? Uh, oh, we don't. are not.
2: Raj is. Guys, right, where are you spending this money? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Morgan's like, I want my three dollars and thirty-three cents. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that. I saw some of the comments, Glenn. You'll let you you'll have trickle yeah. in under our, our our screen cap our screens here, and I'll see sometimes with money out of like I never understood how that worked. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you, fans.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Seamus, uh, pardon me, laid uh, G down. What? Did he, was it just the revival or did he attack Shorty G also? I'm reading the Wrestling Inc. recap. He here. just,
0: he just attacked Shorty G. It was the That's revival right. were in there and they backed out real quick after they had beaten down Shorty G already. And Sheamus broke kicked the hell out of Shorty G.
2: Why did I think it was one of Dasher Dawson?
0: Carbon
3: footprint, but hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah. He can't be a babyface, dude.
2: Yeah. That doesn't work.
3: Sheamus is, is an excellent heel by himself being a monster in my opinion he's fine by himself doing no stupid makeshift tag teams this time let him just be the seamus of i hate to say old but yeah of old
2: (sighs) yes so he did not save shorty g so good my shorty g and ali dream
3: lives (laughs) still intact
2: absolutely (sighs) sometimes i need to ask this question i mean i need to keep it real here with everybody uh listening to the podcast matt michael I feel like there are times when I feel like I'm paying attention to the show, but then oh, I read the recap later and I'm like, wait, the opposite of what I thought happened happened.
3: i the same way. Even when we're doing this, I'm like, yeah, happened.
2: <laughs> and I was watching. This wasn't like, oh, I was making dinner at the right. time or I wasn't on my phone. Like I was actively watching the show. And
3: this is everybody. This is not just us. You ask the fans. They'll tell you the yeah. same thing. They say the same thing to me on Twitter all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. We're all like that because I hate to say it and keep crapping on these shows, but that's their job is to get us glued in and care enough to be paying attention. And we're all not. We're all like playing with our kids in the background, um, eating, maybe screwing around on Twitter because their job is to keep us watching that screen. And they're not doing it. When I say they I'm talking about creative
2: like my mind is drifting i was just i was distracted
3: thinking about rise rise over size you can watch it you literally i can watch it and i will wander off into space with nothing else distracting me but watching the show and i will go stare off at the space or something yeah
0: i mean i think they have their hooks built in they try to do things like hey we're gonna drop in a match that's gonna go over commercial break right but if the story around it isn't compelling enough i don't think it lands it doesn't keep me engaged after the break
3: I'm glad. I'm glad you're honest about that, Glenn, because I I felt the same way. Like I'm like, damn, am I really bad at my job here? Because there's times when I do watch the entire thing, and I'm going. There's times where I, do, I hear you say something like. That's how it went down. I don't remember going down. You know line. where it really bothers me, though,
0: is not just with like segments like this. It's whenever they hype up these main event matches that don't have real big stakes. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about mm-hmm. like, let's get some good wrestling out there and I'll watch it. Right. But they do all these tag team matches all the time that just seem fluff and filler. And Darn. I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, these are all great right. talents, but this is no better than what I saw last week from these guys. And and there's nothing that's going to come from this beyond just a pinfall victory. Um, sometimes yeah, that bothers that you,
3: me that you don't care about. Yeah.
0: Right. Right.
2: right. What's this? Uh, that uh, Michael, the question Dorian Dorian
0: gave us more money and he is determined <laughs> to ask you a question, Matt. He is, Um. he said you, but he believes Matt, you worked with his coach in Puerto Rico,
3: Brent Dale. Yeah. <laughs> and he Brent sent said pretty- cool stories about Puerto Rico. Brent Dale was a good, good bud of mine. Brent, I like Brent a lot. Actually. I haven't heard his name in forever. That's awesome. What's up, dude? Good, good, good guy too, Brentel. Dorian
0: Spradlin said he was his coach too. Did you have any good stories about Puerto Rico?
3: Yeah, that it was real there, that I couldn't go out to eat with um, any of the guys that I was working with. Um, Really? Heels, you know, I had to go eat with heels. Faces had to go eat with faces. And we were staying at a hotel called the Blue Dolphin right there on the beach in San Juan, I believe. And, and I would stay there for like two weeks at a time, and I'd work there in between my dates with Japan. And um, loved it. Simple flight from Florida. Um, I was still, let me think, yeah, I was still addicted to my painkillers at the time. I hadn't gotten clean just yet. Um, and that was another thing about why a lot of guys used to like to go to Puerto Rico, because you can go get like Somas, and you can go to La Farmacia's out there and get Somas, which is a downer. And you could take those without any prescription out there that was another reason why a lot of the guys and the boys used to like to go work in puerto rico because of that hookup that you can go get legally um luckily though i got i was able to get out of that get sober right yeah but i always do think about that
2: Mm. uh san juan is incredible we were there last winter uh for Vacation Dude, at the end of
3: a cruise. It was amazing. I know it's weird to take, you know, be on a romantic cruise with your wife and want to go see wrestling, but if you ever get the chance to watch yeah. Puerto Rico wrestling in Puerto Rico, it's freaking off the chain. The fans are so into it. I'm so sure. I always like that. I like them throwing crap at me. This, uh, this, is a, Oh, this is the place where I had a bottle of uh, a Gatorade bottle of piss thrown at me. Oh. I know, it's gross. I know that's weird. But in my head, come on, dude. You hear all these stories from these guys that I grew up idolizing about getting heat in the territory, brother. Um, and then legitimately having that happen to me as a heel, I was like, that's the holy grail. That's awesome. I pissed these people off enough that they did that. But that, they were easy to work that way because they wanted to be. They're the best fans, dude. The most passionate fans, dude. They're awesome.
2: Hey, that's um, like uh, the the heel Oscar, you know. Yes, exactly. exactly <laughs> how it is. Yeah. Here's your
0: bottle of piss.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> um, anyhow, so we went uh to Kofi Kingston versus The Miz tonight, and uh, this Kofi speaking this of bottles match. of piss, right? Is that your yeah. segue there? No, um, <laughs> no, this match was fine. I mean, I think Kofi and The Miz are, are good in the ring. I mean, this. These two guys can work. They could put on a good match together, and they did. But the most important thing here is that after the match, Kofi Kingston won, and The Miz snapped, attacked Kofi from behind, beating him in the corner. So The Miz is a heel again, right? I mean, after that face turn these last couple months,
3: That's here where he is. He's, where he's best utilized, um, and I also think a reason for it. I'm just calling it now uh, because John Morrison's back, and I think yes. he'll get to that angle sooner versus later.
2: So that's what was crazy about this. Um, Daniel Bryan was saying, oh, it's, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt changes people. Uh, That was the effect here. But when Kathy Kelly went backstage to talk to The Miz, John Morrison uh, answered the door in his dressing room. Did not want to give a comment. And then he awkwardly looked at the camera. He spiked the shot. (sighs) Is that the best way to have John Morrison return, though? And it was fact. In fact... Remember, was it last week on the podcast when I talked about John Morrison coming out and to make the save for the Miz? I think it was when he got beat down. Uh, maybe it was by Bray Wyatt or something. So it's funny that they're pairing them together because I think a few weeks ago everyone was like, oh, no, they wouldn't do that again. Well, they're paired together. I
3: still don't, I don't know. You, you kind of got to keep Morrison as a face. I'd be very surprised if they keep him full heel right away because of his moveset. His moveset screams baby face. Yeah. What are you going to do, limit him to doing, like, two of his cool moves per match because he's heel? You want to let him go. And as a babyface, he can hit all of his stuff.
0: Well, and it's worth, like, The Miz was not full-on heel tonight. I think they teased a little bit more. Right At the beginning of the night, he was saying, Brian, I hope you beat The Fiend at Rumble because... You know, my family, I want to get revenge for my family. Um, Even in this, he knocked over the pancakes, right, which is the most heel-like thing somebody can do in WWE these days. Mm -hmm. But he knocked over the pancakes. But even his attack on Kofi was a little bit limited. Like, it was very quick, and the Miz Mm -hmm. still looks conflicted. So I almost wonder if you're not right, Matt, if they're not going to, like, maybe put these guys together shortly to break them up, and the Miz goes heel and Morrison stays uh, a good guy. I
3: I just There's there's much more money in John Morrison Mm -hmm. as a babyface, that's all.
2: And SmackDown could use more baby faces right now,
3: and he's an authentic one. He's not like he's not diminutive, you know. He's tall. He's, he's shredded. Girls love him. Dudes want to be him. Like he's he seriously he's a he's a money baby face.
2: So as much as I have an issue with where they're going with Otis um, and all of this with him and Mandy tonight. We did have Otis versus Drew Gulak, and Gulak showing slide one of his 270 point uh, PowerPoint presentation explaining why Mandy Rose will never go out with her. Come
0: that on. dude's got a job in corporate America. If wrestling doesn't work out, which based on the night's nice results, good. it might not for him. He's got a job
3: in I love you, Gould. He needs more time, right, Glenn? He needs yeah. more time. He needs more slideshows. I need more, I need more slides.
2: Good, it's such a good gimmick. And it's weird, though, to think that this guy was a champ up until like three months ago. He was a cruiserweight champion. I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, well, he lost it to uh, Leo Rush.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but see, what does that show you? What do I remember about about Drew Gulak? I remember him doing his little um, PowerPoint for Braun that he wanted to do, and and all of his PowerPoint stuff because his gimmick is cool as hell. I think, and they need to let it run instead of stopping it all the time.
2: Yeah, I just I would like him to make it to like slide three or four. Please,
3: please, yes, yes, it's entertaining. He's hilarious.
2: I wonder if they have to have someone backstage who makes these slides, right? It's not Gulak himself there. I'm not, I'm like, hey, babe, dude. I want to think Gulak is like a PowerPoint wizard.
3: Oh, it, it, we are. It, many a wrestler in our generation definitely can definitely do that. It's not brain surgery to do a PowerPoint presentation. No, you're yeah. Right. Their I are not things. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's doing it though. But. This
0: is like actually where, you know, we talk about wrestlers and riders teaming up to put together the best segments. Like Drew Gulak and the rider he's paired with spend more time together than anybody else backstage in WWE right now.
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> hey, it's entertaining. I love okay. it. I wish they didn't give us more though.
2: This is the most undercapitalized gimmick in totally. uh, all of
3: WWE. Really, totally, dude. Yes.
2: Yeah. yes. Uh so of course Otis won that match pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, then we have Braun Strowman versus Cesaro. I believe we also predicted this last week, that uh, Braun's going to have to run through Shinsuke's posse. Yep. Um, Braun picked up a win tonight. This is a pretty good match between them. But what do you make about uh, Shinsuke catching him out of nowhere and then beating up Braun Strowman after this match?
3: Good, Great for, for Nakamura,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Matt. How many times? How many guys did it take to successfully beat you down?
3: Yes, but I also, I didn't have the level of years in a row now that Braun has had of manhandling everybody. You know what I mean? So they yeah. come. Even it eventually happened the big show too, where eventually you have to start selling. Yeah, you have to start eventually. Um, there still should be more creativity involved in how you get that giant down, right? Than the way yeah. it was done. You're right on that. It shouldn't be like a butter knife stab to the gut takes him down. It always needs to be a freaking elephant gun that puts him down. And then you do what you got to do to get some steam on him and kicking him and doing all that crap while he's down. But um, so I agree with you on that. But uh, I don't know. I love Nakamura, so I'm happy for him. They're not going to do anything with Braun. I don't care what anybody says. They've completely ruined him, in my opinion.
2: You don't think he's going to win the IC title at the Rumble?
3: I think he's so far past that damn title. It's not even funny. And him winning that does nothing for me as a fan of his because I want the goddamn title for him or nothing. Yeah. He is heavyweight champion in every sense of the word. And I don't know why the hell this company doesn't see it. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating because he does everything that he's supposed to be doing, he's ain't complaining about it. Um, and it, more importantly, he keeps going out and getting over and getting reaction by the fans. I'm telling you, he has done the impossible. And I'll tell it to you guys every single week. It's impossible to get sympathy on a guy that size in order to get fans to cheer for you at that size. He does. He has found a way to do it. And they're not rewarding him. And he's all it puzzles me, too,
0: because uh, I agree 100 percent, Matt. But I'll, this is one of the kind of guys Vince McMahon loves to Vince, put out there. And so why Vince does it just boggles my mind. Here?
3: Is It's the one time Vince listens to other people. Then I, I don't know, because all we hear is how Vince says no to everything. It's, yeah. You're playing to the audience of one. I remember, though, Vince loved me, too. And I was there and I watched firsthand Johnny Ace and others. Say opposite things to get in Vince's head about me, big show included, yeah. um, to change his mind on me at times. So it's when people use that phrase that, oh, you're playing to the lions, it's only what Vince likes. I've seen Vince change his mind on people because of others getting in his ear. Yeah. And that may have happened here with Braun for all, you know, I, I really don't know.
2: Yeah, it's odd. I mean, I just don't know what the, the end game is for Braun
3: at this big point. Big show telling him I wasn't safe. He was worried about his 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 safety with me in the ring. It was BS, dude. And eventually, climax when we were in Japan. It was me and Carlito versus Aki Bono and Big Show at a house show. It was awesome. And it was a big deal for me, right? Yeah. And, um, friggin' Big Show on purpose, when I went to go F5 him, did not help post. He purposely was collapsing on. Remember the F5? You go down into a fireman's carry to pick the guy up on yep. your shoulders. Mm-hmm. He did not pose into anything to help me. He wanted me to fail. So I got pissed, and I took him. And I—I I don't know if you guys ever seen like how luchadors take a guy when they're in a fireman's carry, and they kind of just like spike him down in the corner, then they climb the top rope and jump on him from that spot. Yeah. Um, kind of like the barrage, uh, uh, bad news Barrett barrage finisher that he used to do. He'd he pick up the fireman's carry and then just dump him. Yeah. So that's what I did because I was fed up with it. And we got in the back, and Undertaker and JBL slid into Big Show because it was obvious he was trying not to help me. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I don't care who you are, how strong you are. Big Show has to generally help you assist you when you pick him up. Um, but I've done it two to three times without any of his assistance. When I put him through that announce table, if you watch back, he didn't help me. Yeah. Um, and it's unprofessional. And then he goes and says that stuff behind my back that, you know, I was uh, unprof- not unprofessional, but like unsafe in the ring because of how I put him down. It's like, dude, come on. You wanted me to fail. You wanted me to drop you. I didn't.
2: And it's understandable. I mean, it's understandable. And this isn't to say, give him credit or say that he was in the right, but it's understandable why he was threatened by you. It's like
3: I don't know why he's like five of me. There is nothing to compare. He's seven yeah, foot two, five hundred fifty pounds in world of wrestling. Like, but remember I'm where you were when you up.
2: came in. You like you were you were a young man. You had like your boy band hair. Like you were like
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> even more reason not for him to worry.
2: No, but, but the thing it's like I could see where his thought, his spot on the card is the attraction might be threatened because he looked like uh, similar to Andre, like an old school. Like no one would ever call Andre, and I just do not mean this pejoratively. I'm just saying Andre the giant is not typically someone you refer to as handsome big shows not someone you would typically oh, uh yeah. so he has like those marquee looks so i could see where a big guy who had mm. maybe you know a more marketable image would be threatening Dan. Hmm.
3: Mm. it's a shame because i was a fan of his you know what i mean growing up especially in college years when he yeah. was the giant
0: and, I just uh, like, is, isn't is it the kind of thing though? I mean, I, I 100% get why people are protective of a spot once they get there. Right. But it's like a rising tide raises all ships. And in this case, to Glenn's point, you're different enough from the big show that you can occupy a different spot and he can still be that. And you can both be successful. Right.
3: Want I make, yeah, my, my, I got a great lesson out of that. When I was in TNA and I was working guys like Crimson and it was time for me to help get other talents over. I was all about it because I remembered my experience with him sure. yeah. and it was like, this is a fake, this isn't real. A promoter says who wins and loses. The shit isn't real. No matter how big you get, there's no real reason to ever have a real legitimate ego here because yeah. it all could be taken the next day with pen to paper. Yeah. Um, help the next young guy that you see is hungry and is, and is mannerful and respectful and is hungry. You help that guy out. You don't try to, you know, put his fire out. You try to help him because then the ultimate is that guy gets so big, he becomes heavyweight champion and he gets to start picking and choosing who he wants to work with. He's going to remember that you helped him out.
1: Sure. Sure.
2: I typically don't hear the WWE locker room through any era described as that cooperative of an environment, especially when you feel like there's limited slots.
3: Day to my understanding is different. Okay. Like with Roman Reigns is like the captain of the locker room to my understanding it's very different. Yeah. When I was there no it was killer be killed. Yeah. Bury or get buried.
0: Well, yeah. they they treat it a lot more nowadays like you're all Triple H said before, everybody's got a role they can serve, right? And I know that's pissed off people like Cody Rhodes how they've been used, but it does feel a lot more today like guys are booked in a rotating fashion, which is why we get so much even Steven booking and we're going to slot you out and slot you in like I don't think it should go back to being cutthroat like that because that sounds like a horrible working environment, right? No, but also positions seem a lot more fluid in today's WWE than it seems like they were 10 years ago.
3: Because WWE is the brand now. It's the brand. Right. WrestleMania comes around. It's WrestleMania people buying tickets for it. They don't give a crap what the marquee matches anymore. Yep. It's going to sell out. I'm going to argue, Matt. I know you hate about
2: what they've do- done with Braun Strowman in making him like the baby face monster, which is still just a weird freaking phrase. Um, but that opens up slots for other big guys on the card to be the monster monster. If Braun is yeah. the sure. people's strongman, you know, sure.
3: that's what makes, but that's what I'm saying. He's figured out the Rubik's cube of big man. Yeah. One, one, the concept yeah. is I mean, so hard to be a babyface at that size. And you get the reaction from the fans, unless you are undefeated and you say, look like Brock Lesnar but on a taller frame you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. the only way i could ever see it being done and braun has figured a way to do it and he just deserves more props for that and more credit for that they need to like not pay him back but like reward him rather for it yeah and how many weeks how many weeks do we decide who's gonna fight the
0: fiend right who, who could be a le- legitimate opponent for a guy who's undefeatable and somebody like
3: braun, braun who is big could do it braun Strowman, no question
2: Well, let's talk about this main event tonight, which was Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. So, you know, I mean, this was what it was. I think we were all waiting. This match went on for 15 minutes, but, I mean, we're all waiting for Bray Wyatt to show up, right?
3: I was. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Bray showed up. Daniel Bryan disappears. Roman's left alone. Ziggler and Corbin start beating up reigns. They're gonna uh handcuff him again and pour dog food on him. When did they decide this was the <laughs> ultimate humiliation?
3: You're right, dude. That's what if yeah, there was like a meeting about it, you could tell.
2: It's like if this was 30 years ago, like Vince would have been, and then and then they get pants, right? And you see his underwear and he's wearing funny underwear. <laughs> I don't know. That had to have been a thing, right? Vince was fixated on pantsing people.
0: Pantsing people, yeah. That does. Absolutely the, he was.
2: I don't even know if that's a fact. I could just say that most people will be like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Vince had a pantsing phase. Um, I like how you said
0: he was obsessed with it, as though he is not still somewhat obsessed with pantsing people.
2: V- v- Vince probably thinks, "Oh, you pants a guy and he's wearing funny boxer shorts."
0: Or oh,
1: right. no,
2: you pants me. He's, he's wearing ladies' underwear. Oh my ah. god.
0: That's some good stuff right there.
2: Hey, WWE writers, if you're listening to this, you want to curry favor with Vince McMahon, go pitch him this pantsing gimmick I just came up with. Uh, I think that could run for weeks. Audience of one, guys. Audience of one. I think Vince would go for a pantsing gimmick in 2020.
3: (laughs) That was so funny, Glenn. Yes, he would. He totally would.
2: Uh, But that's the thing with the dog food thing. When did we decide...
3: They had a meeting, Vince. They probably saw Vintage react. I, I guarantee you, this is how it went down. They saw Vince <laughs> backstage in the gorilla watching this, and yep. that's all it took. And we're gonna see it every week.
2: It's just not even, I mean, like, oh,
3: and you can do Alpo. We could use, use Alpo the next week. <laughs> Like You could see it. You could totally see it. Every time it's they like, bring it up, guys, come on.
2: I mean, compare this to every other humiliation. I mean, say what you will about like Cook Holding becoming sort of overdone in the WWE, but uh, I mean, Samoa Joe was like stalking like AJ Styles' wife. I mean, you had all this really intense stuff and it was just like, nope, dog food.
0: <laughs> the dog food, the first time they did it, it doesn't bother me that much, right? Because Corbin is the kind of I wouldn't bother you. Well, I'm saying it, it worked for Corbin, right? Like the dog food the first oh, time, yeah. you, but doing it again, going back to that same well, I think under like, that's all you can do. You can think of dog foods. So the one thing is got.
3: This is what they do when they find something that's successful instead of saying, okay, well, what's that next big money thing that we just found out that worked really well, but in a different vein, like, yeah. like the next new thing. That's not what they do anymore. Now they find out something that works and got to laugh or got to rise or got over and then they beat the living bleep out of it until the ground into the ground until it is so corny, passe. We're over it. We we're over it weeks ago. And then they'll do it one more time, even on top of it. They'll do. it. Well, like you mentioned
0: times. you mentioned that it's about the brand now, and I think it reflects how corporate WWE is now, where they're like they find success right when a company finds something that sells. They overdo it and overdo it. The iPhone 15 or whatever, and iPhone's popular, but how long did it take for them to change from the iPhone 8 to the iPhone 10, right? And they just do the same thing to make that money until they can't anymore, and that's not a creative way to deuce and book something like pro wrestling.
3: Oh, you're right.
2: Uh, So Roman entered himself in the Rumble. Uh, Daniel Bryan's going to be in the Rumble. We had people enter themselves. It doesn't feel like it's three weeks away or whatever it is. I feel like there should be a little more happening. So let's talk about Bray Wyatt's cameo tonight. I this is, this is what we talked about, Matt. When he shows up in the fiend mask, shows up for a second, disappears. I thought the camera angle was okay, but doesn't it seem like it was better when they they had him doing new stuff each week? Like he's become he's uh, he's recycling a little bit now. You know what I mean?
3: What What, what do you mean?
2: well okay so when he does the firefly funhouse remember early on when he had the different characters one week he's in the beret then he's got the muscle man you know <laughs> but he's building up the fiends uh but the, we've seen the fiend how many times now is the fiend shown up in the ring attack somebody or disappeared someone lights go off he disappears again yeah. like we gotta change this up this is i mean this guy's your champ he's not losing that title anytime soon don't let it get stale
3: yeah i don't know i, I... Because then I could see myself complaining that Bray Wyatt came out again in the stupid sweater, the Mister Rogers sweater again.
2: He need, he needs five new characters. If I were in the writers room right now, I would assign. I was that you were going to come up with five hundred ideas, and we're going to pick yeah. the best five for new things Bray can do.
3: Muscle Man dance is the best character of He's the. He's got
2: to enter. He's got to wrestle as the Muscle Man.
3: I'd pay to watch. I really would just for Seriously. his entry.
2: <laughs> Seriously, I will buy a pay per view on cable TV whatever back, that costs
3: go back and watch it again on youtube i ironically was just watching this uh binge watching and i went back and watched it again i think it was when i was in, in hawaii and his like dance moves are hilarious as uh, uh you know muscle man dance
2: you sing it to yourself matt in the morning when you're pulling up your pants you'll pull up your pants do like the muscle man dance the
0: first time it aired,
3: i think i may. <laughs>
0: No no that's your work that's what else with the gym right when you go to the gym to what's more motivating music <laughs> that's
2: right Humping some Ma- iron right that's dude that's what you need to do i know politics might make this a little not cool but next time you do a new charity fundraiser like that should be your threshold if you raise x amount of money you're going to recreate the muscle man dance video <laughs> Oh. right they'll get the donations man as
3: smooth as he is in that because i he is kind of smooth in a funny way as he's doing his, his, move, his dance moves in it i thought
2: yeah no
3: well that was the
0: bray.
2: genius of bray
0: wyatt bray wyatt like, firefly yeah, funhouse was likable the fiend was the evil side of him and they just lost all that
3: who would have thunk though that bray like could move like that that would dance like that it, like it's perfect he needs to play that character somehow yeah.
2: Just but new stuff. I think just showing up as the fiend, I mean we should never and and I know this is funny to say, like with WWE, I feel like how often do we say, Oh, they're doing this again? Like, but with Bray, with your champ, again, he is not losing that title
3: in WrestleMania. The character to defend what you're saying, Glenn. He's been the edgiest character by far, yes. where we were guessing every week was something new with him. And eventually though to defend them a little bit you do run out of those ideas and no matter what you're stuck with something like this where he has to hit that ring he has to take people that has to take place it's a necessary evil in this formula now they're unfortunately getting into with him so I, i see what you're saying i'm still in favor of it though i still love the character
2: I just see on the horizon. I'm not saying I'm bored of it, but I see on the horizon getting bored of this if they just keep doing this. It's it's very much... Like, I mean, number one, I think it feels like they've taken
0: away creative control from Bray Wyatt. In the early days, you could tell this was Bray Wyatt's baby. And now that sure. he's champion, it does feel like the corporate WWE overlords have kind of stuck their nose in there and altered the rise of the Skywalker. But on the flip side, um, I do feel like that... I, there's, there's, you're going to do what you did with the 24 7 title, right? And that is 24 7 title was garbage. And then it was like entertaining because they were doing wild and wacky stuff every week. And now it's garbage again because they did the same thing over and over. And I think that's where we are with The Fiend, where he's just going to be played out.
3: I hope not.
2: So Roman Reigns left alone. Roman Reigns being attacked. Roman Reigns being threatened with handcuffs and dog food again. <laughs> uh, and who comes to his <laughs> rescue? The Usos. They cut their hair. Their look is different, but they ran in and made the save.
3: What would you think of the look?
2: They looked really badass before, with the long hair and all black, yeah. like wearing sweaters.
3: I, would you would you say they look kind of pretty boyish?
2: Um, I don't know if I go that far, but, but it was. Um...
3: Didn't you think they made them look less tough than they normally yeah. really? Do? Looks they were too on. clean
0: cut. They were like oh. less thugonomics. Yeah.
2: It looks like they were kind of paying a little tribute to the rock uh, 90s photo in the sweater and the gold chain. Mm.
3: The turtleneck. Yes. yes. <laughs> good call.
2: They're good looking guys. And I think their look before was so badass. Um, there's backstage video of them hugging Roman after smiling in an interview. So, I mean, maybe we got full Uso's face turn. I think they were great because, man... They always, we talk about this all the time, like that tweener that can ride the line, that has that stone cold thing, good guy, bad guy. I don't care. Like the Usos had that, ten times over.
3: They did, and that's tough as a tag team to pull off. But you're right, they did. Yeah, I don't, I don't give them enough credit. You know, when we're talking about the best tag teams of our era, you have to put them in there. Yeah, right? yeah, you have to. And I, at first, I would, be, I, I would tell you guys you're nuts, no effing way. Right. But then when I couldn't name any of those real tag teams, you know what I mean? And I hate to say that because I'm not trying to shortchange their accomplishments, but you really can't name other tag teams from our generation that were together long enough to win more titles. Okay, you can say, you know, what do you call it? New Day. Okay, great. They're a team of three, though. Which of the two? You know, I don't know. Well, Matt,
2: have you ever tried to do a mathematical or scientific breakdown of like what your favorite band is? Not the band you love the most.
3: Like what do you now, mean? Like number one?
2: Yeah, but think about it. Like we all talk about it when we talk about our musical tastes. And Which there's a
3: the band your favorite like that.
2: Well, yeah, but we all talk about favorites of the bands we try and yeah. sound cool. Like everyone's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> I got really into Nirvana when Bleach came out before it even smells like Teen Spirit. So they're like, there's sort of that like I've got cred, but did you ever really think about it? you know, and think like, okay, what band have I seen live the most? Do I know Mm. the most songs by? Do I think puts on the consistently best performance? Most of their songs are better than that. Like when you break that down, it's not always who you would say your favorite band is. Mm. Uh, But, well, it's not always who you'd say the best band is, but they're like mathematically your favorite band. I feel like the Usos are that way as a tag team, like consistency of matches, consistency of promos, terms of having swagger terms of you take like new day i think has been too comedy new day is good but the usos like mathematically are just the best formula wise if you look at it and rate it on objective scales and i say this because music wise i was having this conversation over the break um I was talking with someone, I was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of bands that I love. But when I think about it, like Bare Naked Ladies, like mathematically is my favorite band. If I just look at the band I've seen the most live, the band I know the most songs by, uh, the band I think is probably the best performances. I think that the Usos, that's kind of like what you're saying. It's not about like, oh, well, the revival, I love that they're doing the throwback thing. It's like, no, the Usos, a decade on lock, constantly keeping the quality up, always enjoy their matches, even... We put it over on this podcast. They had that pre-show match against uh, Braz- Brazango, um, where it was like – I mean, they had a couple comedy matches against them, and those were amazing matches.
3: They were amazing. And here's the thing about them is that they've actually improved. They improved in the ring immensely from where they used to be. But I would argue what's really impressive about them is just recently they improved again, but, th- but this time on the microphone. Yeah. When You're going back to when they were doing their uh, – what do you call it? Day one-ish gimmick when there were right, right around then when they were cutting their raps, kind of sort of rap and rhymes in the ring before their stuff would start. Right, Th- that stuff was straight fire. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, their promos are so damn good now. Like remember we we're saying like they were some of the best promos on this sh- on the uh, either show.
0: So they debuted in the main roster um, in May of 2010, and yeah. so the last decade. I, I mean, you think back, they debuted against the Hart Dynasty, right, yeah. and. The other teams in the last 10 years, we just wrapped up 2019 or 2020, right? The last teams in the last 10 years that stand out to me, I mean, the Young Bucks, we're going to say the Young Bucks. And, and I think that's that's totally fair for what they've accomplished. Um, what other team jumps to the top of mind that has been over – I mean, there are teams in the last couple of you years can, that have risen are, up. You
3: could say Hardy Boys here and there, I'm guessing. you know? But they, well, they
0: kind of broke up. I mean, yes, you know, but they kind of sure broke that,
3: up. For sure, Yes, um, but – we're talking WWE here now we're not talking yeah. other companies
0: but um, i'm saying overall i mean i think the
3: usos you can include that there has to be some tag teams overseas that we're not thinking
0: about yes absolutely the state side is probably better 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 way but but my point is if i were going to pick a match the Usos versus the Young Bucks would be what I want to see because the, the Usos yeah. are also a cla- – like they are a good tag team. Like they're not just a WWE good tag team. They are a good tag team that has the basics about how do I build a tag team match to make it exciting for the fans. Do you know
3: who should have been in a conversation for the life of me? Nobody can give me an answer as to why they're not a tag team anymore. And that is Alex Shelley and Chris freaking Saban, the Motor yes. City Machine Motor City Machine Guns, yes. Dude. I was on. They're my friends, dude, and I never missed their matches. But I loved watching their matches. Everybody did, and I don't get where the hell are they? What happened? How are they not in AEW? I mean, they were the they were the money. face of
0: TNA Tag Team when TNA Tag Team was at its peak. Yes, <laughs> they yeah. were amazing,
3: and they were outdoing people like Beer Money, 3D. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. dude, they're nasty. I don't, and I know they still could be today. I just wonder if I, there's a story I don't know about. Did
0: someone get – didn't? so you're friends with them, so you would know this, and I'm going to ask this real yeah, dumbly. I'm retired. I was going to say, didn't one of them get injured?
3: Oh, maybe. But this was, I would imagine, years ago. Doesn't Alex Shelley wrestle in New Japan with another tag team partner? Yeah, I think
0: Alex Shelley does, but I
3: thought – Why would they not form – I don't know why AEW would not sign these two guys who they've had their best matches with. Like People make fun of how G- Generation Me was booked in TNA. I'll still take any of their matches versus Motor City Machine Guns against anything that we've seen on AEW. I'm being dead serious. Their stuff was amazing versus the Machine Guns.
2: Yep.
3: Well, speaking of AEW...
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, what kind of rating did they do on Wednesday? So
0: uh, this week, AEW was not uncontested. They had NXT. NXT was doing a special New Year's Day show. Not the Slammies, but the NXT Best of the Year Awards. So AEW had a little bit of a leg up from that. But... AEW Dynamite on TNT drew, drumroll, 967,000 viewers, which resulted in a ranking of 13 in the Cable Top 150. Um, NXT, on the other hand, drew 548,000 viewers for their award show, um, which resulted in a ranking of 66. AEW for the win again. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, yeah. So I, this is interesting, right? Because go back last week, NXT spiked on christmas day with no opposition up to 840 um i don't have it in front of me but it was like Whatever. in the high 800s yeah and um which was pretty good right i mean that was a, a christmas day show you don't expect to be that good it was good but the previous week where they were both up against each other neck and neck um nxt did walk away with the win the last time yeah. both shows were live so but neither show were at
2: 900000 back then either. So AEW looking pretty damn good this week for that rating. I love that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next Wednesday.
3: And I thought the AEW, AEW's card was strong on this yes. last show. I thought.
2: Chat room's pointing
0: out that um, somebody said um, uh, Shelly retired, but came back this year. Saban is a trainer with WWE. Really? Might be right. Saban's train
3: is, is like an agent?
0: Um, Saban, oh, Saban did get injured. Um, had a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know that he's a trainer with WWE right now, but um, I think there have been some just on and off injuries here and there. I agree that with your points, Matt, they pull them together, injury or not. Let them wrestle. Let's they do this. It up.
2: Yes. So mathematically, Matt, who would your favorite band be if you look at the band
3: you've seen Motley live Crew. the most? Always Crew. Interesting. In every category possible. Biggie like- Smalls, Biggie Smalls would be probably two.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Molly Crew getting back together.
3: That's I, I, where I'm going to be using the, uh, our website.
2: Yeah, SeatGeek. Uh, you, think, you watched The Dirt on Netflix last year, I presume?
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's good. Left so much out of the book, though. Uh, yeah. I guess you had to, right? Uh, I also thought they went a little easy on Vince for the whole razzle thing. But uh, yeah, it's a good biopic.
0: I like how you don't ask me. You just assume because I'm younger, I have terrible taste in music. Thanks. No,
2: let's go, Michael. Mathematically, favorite band: Foo Fighters. Okay, no doubt. Foo Fighters, not comma, no doubt. Foo Fighters. No,
0: just, just without a doubt, yes.
2: Foo Fighters, good. They're a solid band. I mean, I they're the no, nir- no, they're no Nirvana, but you know, Ooh. they're not they have
3: good videos. Yeah, yeah. I like their videos. Yes.
2: Uh, okay, folks. I think that covers it. It's 2020. We got stuff to do. We got a weekend to start. So oh, Michael. Speaking of that, yes, yes, weekend to start that just is getting started overnight. If you are a Wrestle
0: Kingdom New Japan pro wrestling fan, as you know, this weekend it is happening two days. It is happening a Saturday night, uh Saturday morning, I guess you could say, at 2 a.m. for day one, and then Sunday morning at 2 a.m. for day two. So Wrestle Kingdom will be happening in uh, just a few hours from now. Um, encourage you to watch it. Our our friends over at Fight um, have been so generous with us and helping us get the hook up there. So please check them out. It is not being carried stateside. So check it out on the Fight app um, to watch New Japan. Of course, Wrestle Kingdom, their premier event it is New Japan Pro Wrestling's WrestleMania. So please check that out. But bigger deal, and of course, Chris Jericho wrestling on day two. Um, we are going to be back here. I will be here Sunday morning with my breakfast in tow. We're going to be doing a live Post game show for Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. I think seven eight a m Sunday morning East Coast time. Um, so please tune in and join us for that because we are excited to cover Wrestle Kingdom. It's one of my favorite events of the years, guys. I love Wrestle Kingdom every
3: well, year. Well, tell me about it. Like who who should I watch besides Jericho versus Tanahashi? Who else is on this?
0: It this dude. This thing is two days. Like you know how we talked about before. Um, do this WWE
3: WrestleMania? Yeah,
0: they should do this for the right. So the full card. Let me give you um the. Headline event from night one: Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Abushi um, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, okay. and of course, co-main evented here: Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And here's what's great about this: that's at the end of night one or morning one, if you're here stateside. Yeah. The winner of those two matches are going to be headlining night two in a double dash, oh, nice, double gold dash match for both championships. So, I mean, the losers are also going to face themselves on day two. So that's kind of sad. But, yes, it'll be title versus title on night two, hence why we're going to do the show after night two. Um, And then, of course, Jericho versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And the stipulation there, if Hiroshi Tanahashi wins, he gets an AEW World Championship match um, sometime in the near future. So just tons of great stuff there. I'm excited the most, I think, though, guys. Um, Have you guys, uh, Matt, I know you're in and around. Have you guys met Lance Archer? Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, buddy. Familiar with his work, I'm sure, but if you yeah. you, you, you know him, he's an awesome, yeah.
3: dude. Awesome he's, dude. He's one of the nicest human beings, too.
0: He's so nice, but this weekend, um, he's not gonna be so nice. He's in a Texas death match against AEW's John Moxley. And I'm that match is oh, be I'm so excited
3: for him. He's working Moxley,
0: yes, he's working Moxley. Um the, on day one this morning. So that match is going to be um incredible as well. So just even if you're a an American wrestling fan, there's Tons of good stuff happening in New Japan this weekend.
3: So how do I do? I go onto the fight. I have that app. So what do I do? Just go on the app? Go on the fight, fight app. It's on Roku. It's on Xbox. It's on,
0: I think it's on PlayStation, um, Apple TV, all of that. You can find it on your mobile devices and it'll be right there in front.
3: When did they start doing it at two day events uh, for Wrestle Kingdom?
0: So this is the first year they're in a full on two day event because they typically do New Year's Dash afterwards and they're still doing that. And They've not actually announced a card yet for New Year's Dash. Um, but this is the first year, in my mind, that they've done an actual two-day Wrestle Kingdom event. I think hmm.
2: this is smart. So what makes it a Texas death match? Is it like a regular death match, but there's no state income tax? Or? <laughs>
3: isn't, there, isn't there always like, some bull rope usually involved in Oh, so, uh, yeah,
0: I think there's normally a bull rope, but also it's the fact that Lance Archer is from, from Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah. And if you know he's a big fan of Von Eriks and this dude, I mean, he, he gives a lot of uh, – play to them in his matches I mean yeah this I think it's more the the Texas ties here with, with I'm happy for there. him
3: that dude got a raw deal he was a he was a good solid very athletic big man yep. and we never caught a, a really fair break I'm happy for him he's in New Japan and he's working yep. freaking moxley that's a big yep. deal well for
0: he's break. been in New Japan for a while and he's been getting a pretty good rub I mean they put him over pretty pretty good um they last were, year they were
3: putting him in tags with the what's his name um, Davy boy son yes while yeah. and lance is a singles act like lance can hang by himself he's very right. good so well the say- big
0: push for him was in the g1 climax last year if yeah. you guys any of you guys watched that that was yes yeah, great spotlight for him so I, yeah he's was, awesome
3: he's awesome so. and he's a I'm great pretty- great dude on top of it he's not a mark for himself for <laughs> he is character.
0: he's so i don't want to say this because i feel like it breaks his character but he is so nice dude he's so <laughs> nice
3: and in, in, in this world of wrestling that's what happens. And that's the lesson I learned my first time around with WWE is people take that as a weakness instead of going, wow, look at the size of this kid. Wait. And he's humble and he asks questions and he wants to learn and get better. Yeah. Like back in the 80s, you'd be treated like gold if you acted that way as an oversized rookie. Yeah. When I was working through that company, it was considered a weakness. Yeah
0: fight app you cannot watch it for free you do have to pay so check that out as well if any of you guys have new japan world you can also watch it on new japan world if you subscribe to that already so just throwing that out there um, but fight app they've been great partners for us here so Mike weber check it out. do what does
3: mike weber still work with the fight app do you know
0: um yes he does um i don't i don't know him personally but i know he's he does stuff with him that's cool yeah. so look
2: forward to checking it out uh, everybody have a good weekend easter egg for people that stuck around to the very end, Matt, the Motley Crue song, Looks That Kill. As a child, the line, she's going to turn on the juice boy, I always thought was, she's going to turn on a Jewish boy. And I was like, I'm a Jewish boy. She's got the looks that kill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a good video, too, by the way.
2: It is a great video. Uh, we'll catch you back here for that over the weekend with Michael and company. And Matt and I will be back Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw. Have a good weekend, everyone. See you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.